Hi, I'm Kyle Quayle, and I'm a podcaster, a privileged white heterosexual male, a brother, a son, a friend, and a lover. And I'm Jamie Quayle, a therapist, sister to this privileged white heterosexual male, and I am also known as a loving friend, partner, daughter, and dog mom. And And this this is is Love Love on on the the Brain. Welcome to episode five of Love on the Brain with the Quails. We unfortunately missed last week's episode because I am still learning the art of the computer in 2021. And the fantastic episode we recorded is now dissipating in the ethers of the universe. A truly sad occasion. Sad. And we can blame Mercury in retrograde. Yeah, we will. Because it's not my fault. (laughs) No. But after the intro, uh, we'll do a quick recap of the important things in that episode and then get right into episode six of The Bachelor shortly thereafter. But I'd like to start off today talking Valentine's Day since it happens Mm. to be coming up this Sunday and the role it plays in our society. Jamie, you said high school you had a Valentine's Day tradition as a blossoming young single woman (laughs) made up of rom-coms and dreams. Mm. What was that tradition? Just that, rom-coms and dreams. Um, it had to be before high school, I think. Probably. Mostly. Because you had a boyfriend in high school. So dad's birthday is on the 13th. And we would always make him a cake in these heart-shaped pans. And it was vanilla cake, chocolate frosting. And the next night, Valentine's Day night, Kyle would be out with whatever girlfriend or two he had at the time. And mom and dad would be out on a date. And I would stay home watching the Walk to Remember Nicholas Sparks marathon cuddling my dog eating cake off the plate i mean that sounds like a a lot of fun to me right now and even when i had a boyfriend i made sure to continue my tradition (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna ask do you have it's amazing it's like self-love like a self-love valentine's day no that's what it should be if you don't i loved it i never felt i never remember feeling i must have though like missing jealous out. or like will anybody ever love me because <laughs> i'm so ugly You're so young <laughs> do you have plans but, this year yeah max and i are going to get some modeling clay and reenact ghosts oh that's funny i just saw that movie a couple weeks ago <laughs> oh you did First it's time good. i good. love ghost yeah it's really um, good whippy goldberg's a a plus actor so good um patrick sway's rip yeah but yeah, I'm actually going, um, we got an Airbnb with six dudes, so that should be fun. That should be, we're going up to Evergreen and we're going to all sit in a hot tub. They and, have Valentine's uh, Day. What's the male version of that? Valentine's Day. Well, that sounds like a Spanish word for but bad. it says male. Yeah. That's pretty good. Well, either way, I, um. Spanish I, word for bad. I've, uh, I've, I've always been pretty anti any corporate holiday and you can imagine Kyle in high school tried to talk his way out of having to do anything for Valentine's Day, but I always ended up doing something. I do remember as a child oh, doing Valentine's in school, handing them out, so making it goofy, never, you know, taking yeah. it super seriously, but it was fun, like kind of thing when we were in oh, school. You get all the candy and you hope your crush puts one in your cubby. Yeah, that was, that was special. Anyway, Valentine's Day actually comes from it's saint valentine there's a little bit of mystery behind that uh, some believe that valentine's day is celebrated in the middle of february to commemorate the anniversary of saint valentine's death or burial hmm. others claim that the christian church may have decided to place saint valentine's feast day in the middle of february in an effort to christianize the pagan celebration of lupercalia celebrated at the Ides of February or February 15th Lupercalia was a fertility festival dedicated to Faunus the Roman god of agriculture Mm. as well as to the Roman founders Romulus and Remus which you may have heard of so Remus Lupin (sighs) 
don't know, is that a Harry Potter yeah. character? <laughs> Shout so, out to Ashley Smith. She well, loves him. From a pagan ritual to a monetized feasting of Big Hallmark and Hershey upon the naive men and women of 2021 world of corporate love, I guess I should not be surprised, but that's also a very cynical look at it. Every weekend should be Valentine's <laughs> Day if you, have a, if you have someone you love. Yeah, I surprisingly, I always forget about Valentine's Day, and it is one of my favorite holidays. Really? Yes. I don't know. I think I always loved it's been the colors. Hammered into you in society Maybe. as a no, woman. No, I loved the colors, pink and red. I like the idea of like spending that time with your loved one, or like a self love. Just like a reminder of the love that we have. Yeah, in our and I life. think that should be every single week if you really love someone. Yeah, and I think sometimes you forget, and what a great way to have a built-in reminder. Yes, who am I to ruin a perfectly good excuse (laughs) to show someone you love or care about them? Anyway, all right, before we hit the break, I want to do a quick episode five recap and then get into episode six. Mm -hmm. Okay, quick run-through of last week's episode. Uh, Let's see how fast I can do this. I actually decided to put episode five into a very shitty, fastly written poem. So you ready? I'm very excited. Okay. We find out that Brit doesn't entertain for money. Reese Witherknife got sent home, but it wasn't really funny. <laughs> she took full responsibility, and that made it sad. It also made Vicky look twice as bad. Mm. Yes, Vicky broke down and flopped like a fish, but I don't feel too bad because she was a bitch. <laughs> Ding dong, said America, the queen is now dead. As Matt stared upon her bad thoughts in his head, she called Ryan a hoe, said she'll never date another Matt, and all Matthews everywhere simply tipped their hat. <laughs> a sigh of relief for Matt's and for us... I wish her the best, but warm up the bus. I believed Maggie's hair deserved its own rose. Mm. We found out Mari and Lauren were not to be chose. Catalina's on her own island. Serena C stuck around. I have no idea why, because she seems like a clown. (laughs) MJ is still here, because let's face it, she's hot. (laughs) I hope the drama was a wake-up call, but I'm afraid not. Yes, the drama this season has been nothing short of disgraceful. We learned Jamie looks like the love child of Victoria and Rachel. <laughs> Speaking of Rachel, she got the jackpot of all dates. Yeah. The happiness glowed off the Georgia girl's face. The other women jealous, and up they were fed, and they all freaked out, learning her shoe bottoms were red. <laughs> yes, Kyle learned that Louboutin <laughs> is a thousand dollar shoe. For something that goes on your feet, that seems a bit lewd. But Rachel is cute, so sexy and sweet. Her in that blue dress will be hard to be beat. She claims she's falling in love on their first real date. I noticed her pupils looked like the size of large dinner plates. <laughs> As he said the same back in his monotonous tone, his mind focused on the fantasy suites, for there they can bone. Hey. We move to the group date, and time is a ticking. We see the feeble MJ is afraid of some chickens. Uh-oh. She can't catch the egg, but boy Matt can scoot. He sees Piper doing an interview, and is shot he does shoot. <laughs> they share a kiss of passing. <laughs> They share a kiss of passion. Piper's extremely hot. We may not have seen much yet, but she's got a real shot. Abigail seems to be restless, and I don't blame her a bit. For one, she's had no time, and for two, she can't hear shit. They they then begin to bond over their daddy-issued trauma. She gets the date rose without any notable drama. I think, hmm, maybe we're past this, but that thought is soon trampled by MJ, who thinks lying and bullying is leading by example. Peace and harmony, she flaunts, without a clue in the world with her brow slightly furrowed and her hair slightly twirled. It's now MJ versus Jasenia in the latest showdown. Jasenia wins this battle by simply letting MJ drown. Lastly, we see Matt's house, his life truly a gift, and a knock on the door comes from the young and hot kit. They bake cookies like poor people. As their connection starts to thrive, 
And that pretty much sums up good old episode five. Nice. <laughs> very big Grinch vibes. Yeah, that was, that was the it's Grinch very, very Christmas. good. It was really good. <laughs> okay. Shit, that was great recap. Well, if you missed episode five, there you there go. There it is. Any other thoughts on the episode last week that you have? Honestly, it's like out of sight, out of mind. It, it seems like a long time ago it now. It feels like I a really feel like long it was like the ago. end of the drama, so I'm kind of glad that we're getting out of that. There's yes. still gonna obviously no. Gonna there's be a, a trend. There's definitely a transition to less somewhat now. fewer women. <laughs> yeah. And Victoria, Victoria being gone is a huge deal. Yeah, they're starting to trim the fat in the right way. There's still mm. some surprises that it's, we'll get into. Yeah. Episode six was a good one. Yeah, so yeah. without further ado, we'll take our first break, and when we come back, right into episode six. Stick around. <laughs> Episode 6 opens up with the women in the house discussing the MJ vs. Jasenia showdown. And I noticed they all, all the women looked really good, like better than even normal. Hmm. They all had color, very colorful dresses. And actually, Katie, oh, especially. Ceremony, I was looking at yeah. Katie, and yeah. that's the hottest she's oh, looked that's so what far. I, yes, I was like, that's Whoa. what I wrote, like looking hot. Her makeup was good or something. I don't really know how that stuff works. No, her makeup is really nice. On that's point. what I was thinking. Okay, cool. And, um, yeah, so they're trying to rid the house of the lying MJ. I think everyone's kind of sick of her stuff. And uh, Jasenia handled herself really well in this showdown. She won pretty easily. She looked just came off very composed. Uh, I feel like MJ has probably gotten away with this kind of stuff her whole life. Yes. That's what it seems like. I right? was listening to Chatty Broad's podcast, and they get a lot of information because they have a large following, and um, I guess women or people that she went to high school with or people that know her like that's exactly my experience of her yeah and that's what happens sad. again it's sad because again it's not like I'm, I'm not saying i'm better than this person this person hasn't gone through what she's had to get through to be aware of right. her things right. and we've said this so many times i was so unself-aware for years until i had to yes. multiple things yes. problems had and then i became aware because i had totally. to I didn't have any other choice. If I was as hot as MJ, maybe I would have been able to get away with it right. my whole life. I know, I know people don't like to hear that, but I think that that's a lot to do with it. And that's not really fair because there's a lot of extremely pretty women and men who do become self-aware. So there's still something there. <laughs> I hope I hope she uh, she, she gets Blinded by she's the really hair. cool. Yeah, I don't like what she said, like, that little interviewer's like, oh, I, had a, I had a weak bitch moment. I she wrote said. that as one of my first notes. And then she like fluffs her hair like her it hair was, is a personality trait. It was a little scary. There was a bit of a like persona like she was just upset. <laughs> like she was upset. And all of a sudden like this face comes on and we put, I forgot who I was for a moment. Yeah. I had a weak bitch moment, it's but this, I'm back. And, and then it's, it's like, she's like, I'm a bad bitch now. And that's a weird thing in our society right now. It's like. Like the, I get it. Like I love the that women are getting more confidence and stuff, but it always becomes in a weird way. Like that's not how you get confidence by just saying you're a bad bitch. By just saying <laughs> you have peace and harmony, you can't just say things and make them true. You're those is what we call back to Bill Plotkin again. Wild mind, Daddy Plotkin, pseudo Daddy Plotkin, <laughs> a pseudo warrior. Mm. So you think that you're putting like you are this active warrior knocking down battles, but you're not. You're right. you're faking like stealing you are. from Renee Descartes. I think, therefore, I am. Mm. But mm-hmm. she's uh, she doesn't realize that just because you think doesn't mean other people think. Therefore, mm-hmm. you are or inner flatterer. Usually, if you have an inner critic who's like you're shitting on yourself in your head, you have an inner flatterer who says 
fuck that. You're great. You're amazing. Forget mm. about it. You're going to win this day. And it's like, that's just another way to get you that's away from feeling inadequate. <laughs> I feel I go through both of those, both spectrums. Normally, if you We're, have one, you have the other and they kind of balance each other out until you find this inner sense of balance. I'm not always perfect. Yeah. And sometimes I feel great. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. So we'll see when she looks this uh, all back and see how she feels about it. Um, I thought it was like hysterical when Jasenia called her Meredith, which I assume is her real it, name. It must be. <laughs> oh, that was so good. <laughs> because it's also, Meredith. to me, a nod to the evil Meredith from Parent Trap. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was like, ooh, that name just really brings oh, it's up such like, like a, a Meredith. I, yeah, Meredith is such a, can I speak to the manager? It's like a Karen kind of name yeah. to me. So I knew a Meredith perfect. in college and she was great. I worked with a Meredith at uh, Claremont. She was great. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not all Karens, not all Merediths. Well, either way, MJ does get sent home. Uh, any last words for her? Maybe don't judge a book by its, uh, its cover. Remember, she was your yeah, I, for best friend. I am really upset. I don't blame you one second, though, because it's like, you know, I you, wonder could, you have much if to judge off of. I were in the house, like, if I would have seen that from day one. Well, remember even how she came out of the tense. pizza? It was so cute. It like was it was good. really no, good. And I get, no, and she was chill. She's a little she sociopathic. Chill. If the way she lies to Matt is very easy. Yeah. That's not a good sign. Peace and harmony yeah. and lead by example. Really like you're lead, you're yelling at somebody, being of. rude and saying that you're leading by example. Who's worse, her or Vicky? Hmm. It's tough because Vicky just seems so damn unself-aware that it's almost like you feel bad she for her compared it. to MJ. But they're right. pretty close. I still think Vicky's a little no. bit worse just because she no, was she's really worse. to the it's level. It's really, it's grandiose <laughs> but just be like and a, fantastical. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Anyway, uh, good riddance to MJ. Yes. And Jasenia walks back into the cocktail party <laughs> and one woman is quoted as saying, my heart is like beating. And all I could think was, thank God, you know, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Should be dead if it wasn't. But then he walks in. And as the great Willy Wonka once said, a little nonsense now and again is relished by the wisest of men. And if that isn't perfect for The Bachelor, I don't know what is. But Mr. Harrison walked in and he dropped another rose ceremony bomb and says they were skipping the cocktail party. It's so good how so many times, especially this episode, they make sure to get and show the girls saying, yes, we just can't wait to have more time, or it's so nice that we have extra time, right before they come and say, you have no more time. Yeah, and that's like one of the parts where Matt gets to know them all, so this it's really This season, more sucks. than ever, it really does... I have a quote from, I think, Rachel later on, but more than ever, it feels like they're really not getting the time. To know each other, Because yeah. of how much of the drama... So many women... A lot of drama. It seems like, yeah, it's wild. for whatever reason. I don't know if that's just how they're editing and, it or and what. For this specific rose ceremony, Ryan is very upset. Yeah, she's she's the next one to she kind of break down. very, very sad that she's not getting time. And you can tell it's really coming from... I mean, her intuition was right. We eventually find out. Like, She was like, I've never been so scared and so anxious to not get time because she knew. She, she was going home. be able to connect. Right. Yeah. Um, Serena C was pissed that yes. her and the others bullying was brought up even, oh, which is a very interesting so take, I suppose. She like, called out. If you out. had never said anything, I, I was waiting for somebody to call out Katie. Yeah. If you had never said anything, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Like, let's just blame, blame, <laughs> if blame. You didn't, yeah. If you didn't say, tell someone that I murdered that oh. guy, I wouldn't get in trouble. It's like, come on. Like... She basically called out Katie for being like a good person. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Why do you have to be such a good well, person, Katie? She is starting to do what I have coined last night as the crack and attack okay. coming from your definition of when you start to feel like you don't have a chance mm-hmm. with the bachelor, you start to attack others. Yep. 
So we have a, a crack and attack alert. true time and time again. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll create a crack and attack alert. I like that. Anyway, so we go to the actual ceremony itself. And like you said, Ryan is starting to break down. Piper um, 2. But uh, Serena P gets the first rose. Yep. There's a little Serena P still alive. We like that. Then Michelle got the second one, followed by Piper. And uh, Bree the turtle in the aptly colored dress, <laughs> which is green. And then Chelsea still sticking around. Uh, kind of on the balance we'll see how mm-hmm. that, heard that relationship goes yeah. and then katie i like i said before is just i don't know what it was she was looking so good that night i think i would have gave her rosie but then again talks about how she's felt weak because she's been emotional yeah and so there's one rose remaining at this point with ryan maggie Britt, and serena c and my first instinct was like, oh, sweet. I don't know who he'll pick out of those three, but Serena C is definitely gone. Like between Ryan, Maggie, and Brittany, I was like, mm. this is, you know, Maggie's really pretty getting her PhD. Brit's a 10. And this just had to be another dumb production rose, I think, is what happened. They gave, they, I think they gave the, the production set, give it to Serena C. Because she was starting yeah, to do stuff I, with There's Katie. no way. Can you imagine Matt picking him over Maggie and... Well, I wasn't that surprised because they showed scenes of Katie and Serena getting into a fight. So I knew she was going to get the Because of production. Yeah, I guess so. I think that, yeah, I think for sure. I don't Um, know. Yeah. Alas, we we do realize this is a dumb television show. We must (laughs) say every single time. So we move on. Uh, Piper got the next one-on-one. Yes. And it's about time. I think we've been waiting for that for a while. And um, just stare at her all day. Of course, another showdown is brewing, as we said, with Katie and Serena C., this time and Serena C is bold to take on Katie like a trout I facing know. down the great white shark of reason is what I kind of oh. let it go and the shark is starting to get real fed up and Crack I don't attack. blame her I don't blame Katie this shit is getting really old and Katie's losing it a bit she's starting to get more emotional than she was in the past yes. in this argument yeah very combative this yeah. time around mm-hmm. because she's, it's just every it, day it seems I like bet, she's involved with this I nonsense. bet it's enough and I she seems like a different type of woman than the other women there Absolutely. and so I bet there's click. You know, there's always clicks. I mean, we see it later when they get more into the guys too. Fight, yeah, right? There's show, yeah. always clicks and like groups, and she's so mature in a lot of ways. I bet she just doesn't have to deal with this. Get along with uh, the other women as mature much. Mature people in, in in real life, if that situation comes at them, they just don't deal with it. Exactly. And so she has to deal with it now. Over and, and over and, and again, over. She's and it's also like she did the right through, thing. <laughs> she's also going through this. Yes. Um, being in this house and all this yes. crazy stuff. And she wants to be on the show. I know she's her trying to hold it together. connection with Matt isn't too strong, yeah. but she still has some kind of connection. And, um, Serena C. I thought she was really witty, and she is. She's witty, and she's she has likable qualities for sure. I thought she was chill, but she just comes off again. Twenty four kind of makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, she uses the trendy phrase: "You're lighting little fires everywhere, and you're the arsonist." Which I'm just Christ. again, I'm over this. How Every, do people come up with these phrases? Well, little fires everywhere. That was the show that was really no. I love that show. That's what my mind went to. It's like, oh, maybe actually, maybe it's did from not the like show. The book apparently was really good, but I couldn't get through the show. Okay. But but maybe she watched that show and she's trying to get a catchphrase. Yeah. Either way, like the big thing she throws down is, I don't think you're here for Matt. Which, which is, is such a decision? cop out. That and happens like, every season too. Even the other women who were interviewed are like, we don't really understand why Serena is attacking Katie. This doesn't really make any sense. I don't see sense. why Serena's there. Crack I haven't seen attack. her attack. I haven't seen her talk to Matt once. Like I've That's maybe what? once or twice, but why is she there? Why is he? Why are they keeping her around? Uh, She's not know. that interesting. I, I don't get it. Maybe there's editing around it, 
But anyway, Katie walks in on Serena talking the dumb stuff to the other women after their showdown. Which, first of all, they're all like cozy around this fireplace. It looks really nice. It looks amazing. (laughs) They've got books and snacks. Like, that looks awesome. Could have been like a sleepover. But yeah, you know, the the typical, you fight with somebody, you come down, you come to whisper, tell your friends about what happened, your bias, take on it. And Katie comes on down. She comes in hot. Yeah. Love it. And she's like, you're not good at whispering because I can hear you. Like, <laughs> yeah. why do you feel the need to tell her people about this? You yeah. know, and again, the other girls are just like cuddled up. Yeah. Like, oh, right. And shit. I wonder if like, you know, some people like there's a couple that I'd be like, oh, we think we talked about this last week. I'm interested in in uh, hearing people's arguments at times, but it's become so much it's too that much. they must be fed up. I'm like. The one I was envious of was Abigail. You just take out that cochlear implant. Like, that would be such a uh, comedic move oh, if she did that. she looked just at the like camera. slowly. Yeah, that would be awesome. I was like, but yeah, Justenia was like, I think it's time we just move on from yeah, like all God. of this bullshit. Speaking for all of America, at least uh, maybe maybe a lot yeah. of people still, still like it. But anything else to say before we move to this uh, next, our next visitor? Uh, no. All right. So the famous Heather the Virgin rolls up. And uh, another wretch in the plants, oh, and the, another log in the fire, and she has no idea what she's coming into, obviously. And this is actually how I know Victoria is not an actress because the acting in this particular <laughs> scene is so, so, so bad. Right, like they're bad acting on purpose. Why? Right. No. Like Chris Harrison no. is acting bad. I don't think to so. make it funny and ironic. I don't think I would not give him that much credit. The security guard. It was so bad. It didn't make any sense. I don't give them that much credit. I don't think Chris Harris is an actor. That's so and same with Heather. But I, it's possible. It's cringy. possible because I feel like the show has done a really good job of laughing at itself in times. At times, and Chris Harrison has done that, and sometimes. And this one was just like. I think Chris Harrison wants people to believe it. That's my instinct. I could be wrong. Either way, Heather rolls up right after dropping her kids off at soccer practice. So I don't know what she's doing in a van. Not sure about that, but we'll get back to that, obviously. Um, But before that, we have the one-on-one with Piper and Matt's next turtleneck. Double turtleneck. Double turtleneck. He said, how can I raise the bar? No, he didn't have a double turtleneck. He had a turtleneck and Piper had a turtleneck. I didn't even notice. Piper's outfit, like... The, it was a slate colored fucking turtleneck, white. Sh- I I can't. <laughs> She's Amazing. very attractive. Amazing. We, you missed this on the last episode. Turtleneck twins. We said uh, not Halle Berry, but she actually looks like Melisandre. I think from mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. Natalie Emanuel, who's a, obviously a beautiful, great actress as well. And she turns the lever on and lights up their own personal fair, which is actually pretty fucking cool. I the, I, I wrote um, better date. For me, than the shopping date, which last episode I said that's my ideal date. No, this is my ideal date. Interesting. A good old carnival fun time. Yeah, for sure. And of course, that, may, that reminds us of the Chestahova and Sacred Heart Fair. As we grew up in a small town, South Plainfield, New Jersey, that was a big deal. I don't know if I think that's it's like the first week of June. Is oh that, my god! Is that Gemini season? I think it is. I, is it the first week of June or yeah, July? It was always June. Always first week of June. Mm-hmm. Um, I had so many life-changing moments. That's Gemini season. Yeah. And that's maybe that's why I had so many life-changing moments. I just remember because it was like towards the end of school. Everyone, this summer, everyone is so excited. The vibes. Like, I have one year specifically where I think I was like really feeling chest over fair of Beautiful Girls by Sean Kingston on Oh my God. Oh my God. That just woke something in me up. You ain't too beautiful, girl. 
wasn't flying on everywhere. <laughs> it's probably because it, you it's, it's over and over at the over. fair. You're and so my right crush about is that. there. Yeah. And There's I want to get in high like school. the Zeppelins. Things matter more. Yeah, play Zeppelis. the candy wheel. Yeah. Show people how cool I am. It was, it was, wear a, the outfit. It was crazy. They would come oh. in and they were like legit rides. And they'd set oh, up in a day. Ship? It was a pop. Well, I'm so you glad have, you brought that up. <laughs> I have three Shoot. very uh, close to the heart stories that the listeners might be interested in. I know too. Maybe not. Off the bat. Okay. So the first life-changing moment, name drop, date with Chelsea Hunt in sixth grade. And um, I don't do well with motion sickness. And (laughs) (laughs) I was pretty nervous uh, being on the date anyway. Sixth grade. I Again, we talked about Alyssa Sutherland. We didn't go on a date. So this is one of my first First dates. dates, Maybe after uh, I had had one girlfriend before Chelsea. And then we were going to date and we were going to go meet at the Chestover Fair, which is a big deal. I'm a young kid. My friend decides to, he's like, here, she's not going to be here for a while. Let's ride on the pirate ship. I'm like, you know, I've never been so good on rides, but I'm a man now. I'm a sixth grader who's going to be on a date. I might yeah. as well go on You're the pirate ship. You're probably so nervous, too. Maybe you wanted a distraction. It's very possible. I don't know. So I decided to ride on the ship, and um, I was nervous about getting sick, so I sat in the middle row, which is like the least motion. You know, the, <laughs> it, they had the ship there on the show. They had one. Did you see it? It wasn't a pirate oh, no, ship, but I it didn't was a ship. It. it was the same exact thing. Cool. And so I think the third swing, I threw up. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to go for like 24 more swings. Literally in the three. And I'm like, oh no, I'm like thinking about... Did you throw up on anyone? It was the, my friend next to me, I think, got a little bit on him. was oh, a big deal. And God. that was not great. But I was like, you know, when you're sick, you don't really care about that. I wasn't caring about that. No, I, you just don't I, want to feel sick anymore. I wanted to go home. And yeah, <laughs> I, I had to leave before she even got there. And we broke up so shortly thereafter. Yeah. Was there a way back then to let her know? You had phone? A phone? No, I can. I have this memory. I don't know if it's even 100% true or not. You okay. know how memory yep, goes. Yep, yep. I have her friend coming up to me who had been in contact with her and says, hey, go home, brush your teeth, come back, and she'll consider kissing you. I'm not sure. No. I'm not sure if that's if real If that or was not. a scenario you played out very to make possible. yourself feel better. It's or very possible. But happened. I have the memory, real or not, it's in my head. Uh, either way. So, all right, okay. we have a second life-altering moment. <laughs> This was the notorious goldfish yes, incident. Yes, so yes, this yes. is the two that I you know. I know these two. Okay. As many of you know out there, I do love being the center of attention at times. And my freshman year brain decided that this would end up happening in the form of me winning a few goldfish, gathering a circle around me while still, uh, I would throw them, <laughs> I would get them and I would throw the goldfish up really high because I had this talent that I would do with watermelon balls and I would throw them up extremely high and catch them in my mouth. Mm-hmm. But this time I did them with goldfish. And so live, a live goldfish, I would swallow goldfish. them alive. Uh, and if you think about it, I really think it was to get attention from girls, which is very dumb because they were all very grossed out, which it is, it didn't work at all. It, it, I must admit, people would bring this up to me to this day when they see me. So remember that goldfish? No, it's no an iconic Chestahova Fair moment. Yeah, no, no press is bad press. You know, so <laughs> it's kind of like I, I don't think it worked immediately. But I think over the stretch of time... No, because it exudes confidence. It's bold. Yep, it's yep, like yep. these decisions. It's the bad boy kind of yep, thing that yep, I had def- in my oh, mind. It's definitely. like, oh, he's he yep. knew that everyone was going to be grossed out, but he did it anyway. This mm-hmm. guy doesn't really care what other people think. He's got some balls. Who knows? Okay. So anyway, thirdly, we get a little more serious. I think you know this too. We, I've definitely talked about it. I lost my virginity at the Chestahova Fair, believe it or not. Uh... (laughs) Was it behind So obviously this is pop-up fair. Uh, It made me reminisce. But no, we actually... um, uh, I took her to... Who? Oh. (laughs) Her name was... 
<laughs> and I took her to is her name another name dropped she, I'm sure she doesn't want to hear this she won't be listening anyway but she yeah we, we were uh, hanging out we planned a date there I was like 7 16 I think or no I was about to turn 16 because it was the first week of I was 15 about to turn 16 and we decided to go to the softball fields from the Chesto yeah. Affair okay that's where I went down. okay, yep. okay. so fields. very uh, influential time nice to reminisce in Gemini season so I'm not sure if that had anything to do with it oh or you not, were in your prime maybe you I just remember summer was starting I hated it school is, so I mean, much it was it was it was like the, the amazing. It was like feeling. the welcoming into the oh. summer, kind of, you know. Yes, and you, everybody's there. Do you, and you remember the Sacred Heart Fair? Because that was better it, originally. The, what I remember is when I was a kid, it was more about winning basketballs, winning like stuffed animals. Where was the Sacred Heart Fair? At Sacred Heart yeah, Parking it's literally lot. Literally, right. It's like the field right behind the school. Yeah, is that oh, crazy? Oh, yeah. yes. They stopped it. Oh, they, they stopped had, it um, when we were young. I was. What is that thing where school. you like you go? It's like it looks like a spaceship, and it. The force of it. They had it at the. They had it on the seat. on the bachelor on the bachelor fair too. They were they showed. Yeah. See, I wouldn't like this date because I just get <laughs> I get sick. Well, I I, I, pro- I couldn't really do rides anymore, but I've I've never been on a Ferris wheel. When's the last time you're on a ride? Like a roller coaster? What you can't coaster? do them? No, uh, ever since my concussion, it it'll oh, yeah, trigger my uh, nerve damage. Ooh, that's not good. But uh, I am big fan of the games. Yes, that's all. That's the that's games, where and the money's I, at. I love a good Ferris wheel. Yeah, but it didn't look like they were competing, which I don't like so much. Either way, they had a really fun date. It seemed like Computer no, time. no, nobody threw up or had sex or ate a live animal. So to me, it wasn't so fun. But they, uh, they look like they do really enjoy each no, other. No, they people. were really sweet together. Yeah, and for sure. One thing I want to say is like. Matt is literally on a lot of his dates when he's talking about the women. He's kind of like a computer inputting the information, looking <laughs> for like the best information to analyze why his decision makes sense. Because mm. he was like, I'm having fun with her and one looks for a wife you can have fun with. Therefore, Piper could be a good wife. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, it's a robot. He does he that with every woman like this is a sign that she's this. And so that means I could really have a future with Piper. That's and it's interesting. Like, it's just a little bit it's like a little this one plus one equals and two and like when love isn't really so like that. You can that. tell his brain is definitely really trying to rationalize over our just feelings. Just feeling. Yeah. Which is hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Especially we are left brain men. dominant men. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well then Rachel, I think reads the next group date card and all names besides Katie are read. So she's mm-hmm. the next one-on-one we mm-hmm. find out. Then we had a commercial. Then we hit the snooze fest of the night oh. portion. Uh, Piper and Matt's date. I will say they both looked amazing. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Heather moment. That's oh, no, no, yeah, no, yeah. I just, I can't even. No, no, no. I we got to talk about. Away, so. We got to talk about. Wait, what was the Heather? I don't think I even have it. What was that Heather moment? There's like dingus music playing in the background. Oh, and she's, as like, she's like quarantining. Talking about her COVID test yeah. and quarantine. Oh, no, no. Yeah, we and get, like, yeah. They're obviously giving her a very embarrassing edit. It was so cringy. I don't mean. It was very cringy, yeah. but yeah, we'll get we'll get to that. Time so, f- do you have notes? You know, I, I need mm-hmm. you to have notes on the night <laughs> portion of the date. Yeah, I was really into it, and I was like, "Oh shit, I have to take notes." Kyle doesn't like this part. Um, and this is again like more talk about emotions as weakness, which she got down to and really was vulnerable and yeah. and cried and like showed that like where that comes from, how her family culture doesn't communicate love; they just show it through actions and. She's learned, I loved this, she's learned that she needs more than actions. She wants somebody who cares about her. She doesn't mm. have a mom or a parent who calls her up and says, what's going on and I love you and you're doing amazing. And that's really hard to not have. Yeah. And it's incredible that she wants to find that in somebody else. That is cool. And Matt, again, with his great lines in these 
one-on-one dates like we can work on that together Mm. because he's like that's been hard for me and he said it's been liberating for him to tap in emotionally in this whole process like and he wants to do it with her and I just I love that I love the the growing together yeah that is good and um, she says she's falling in love yes, with him. Yes, and I wanted to get into this. We talked about it on last week's episode because this happens every single season too where there's some kind of, you had four categories last week. Do you remember what they were? It was like maybe three categories. Like I'm falling in love with you. I am in love with you. Like there was three separate things. It's like, that, like I like you. I think I'm yes. falling in love with you. I'm falling in love with you. I'm, I'm in, love in love with, with you. you. Exactly, which is kind of, <laughs> again, goes back to the robotic style of love when that's not really it's how it works. Like it's just like a little. kind of made up and then you kind of, whatever your own kind of feeling is. This, it's you, just, Every, as human beings, we want to have these concrete stages, these boxes that we fit into when it comes to love. But love is such a spectrum. I think it's said. a protection against feeling rejected. Yeah, I imagine so. I think if you can say I'm falling in love with you when really you're probably love that person at that it's point. It's such an ambiguous kind of it's thing. It's like even if they reject you, it's like, oh, well... I it wasn't, wasn't in, in love, love with you yet. I was falling. <laughs> yeah, it's probably. Like, that's okay, a good point. Well, you still hurt, and this is still sound. But. Yeah, but it's obviously very human because it <laughs> happens every single season. Yes, and last episode, he, the first person he said, I love you, or I'm falling in love with you back was Rachel. Mm-hmm. And so now, for me, every time there's a one-on-one, or even on a group date, if somebody says, I'm falling in love with you, and he doesn't say it back, to me, it's like, okay. Then they're behind You're Rachel, behind. at least. Yeah, and he, he looked giddy, and it was really sweet. But he didn't, he didn't say it back. Um, he just said, I look forward to continuing to get to know you more and Piping spend hot. more time. <laughs> All right. Then That's the good. group date is revealed to be bowling. I, I love bowling. Do you like bowling? Um, I absolutely love bowling. Yeah, that's a fun And this date. is one of my, I, if I had to be on a group date, this is the one I'd want to be on. That's a great thing to say. I think I would agree with you. I'm a very streaky bowler. I'm either mm. like under 100, like shitting the bed, or I'm like turkeys I would 200s say, i get into grooves oh shit i really want to go bowling yeah wait, bowling i was just gonna ask open? you yeah i have to imagine so probably if not <gasps> if not fun. soon yeah it's I relatively like cheap if you find a good you have spot your own too. Lane, you know stay it's in your fun. lane it's always been fun uh time with friends to go out and it was cool yeah they split into two teams nice competition as do you, as you listeners know me and jamie uh love <laughs> like, can i say something real quick of course so they've, not, said this, <laughs> they've said this throughout the episode they're talking about how hometowns Aren't that far away? Mm-hmm. That always happens. They it's really like every year. It seems like There's at least for me, eleven girls left, and only because, four people go to hometowns. Right, and that's probably two more eliminations. Think about it. Yeah, none really, of them are. No, this they're ruining the show. They're ruining people's how, chance at love. It's worse now. <laughs> I don't I know. Swear. <laughs> There's more women this year. That's for sure. But it's There's been more women I felt for longer. Exactly. And a, when I watched, um, I binged. I wasn't in the mood during the season to watch Peter season. I binged it like during quarantine because oh. I had nothing else to do. And Same I was thing. so stunned on how quickly it went from a madhouse to hometowns. Well, we saw how that worked out. Shitty. Oh. It's yeah. been since his season that it's no, just I'm, been a shit See, show. the production doesn't want a good love story. They want like a rough what? and tumble. They want a rough and tumble thing that people buy into like is a good story. they want people to believe they that do. this works. Exactly. They want people to believe that it works. They don't care if it, if it actually, actually works. works or not. Yeah, yeah they right. want it to be more. As many viewers as they can get is the goal, right? It doesn't matter if people fall in love or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's okay. I think Matt... By this time, knows yes. his no, top that's four a, that's, or five. You know right, what right, I mean? Right. You're stringing along girls like Serena C that have no chance. Right, but that's what's so sad is like he doesn't get time with them to really figure out Agreed. if this is right. Yeah, 
No, you're right. I figured, all right, back to the date. I figured <laughs> whichever team had at least like one girl who was a good bowler. Like Michelle. Was always, exactly. So, Inner element. Serena actually looked okay. Michelle looked really good. They knew what they were doing. It was really close at the end if they were uh, telling the truth about this, uh, which I love is a close game. Matt, probably more exciting than the Super Bowl, actually. <laughs> but unfortunately, yeah. sweet Abigail had her chance oh, for, at the buzzer. It. And I, you know, I always love those moments and she choked and the pink team won. But, Pink petals beat the blue bombshell. Right, right. Beautiful names. But so they get to the night portion of the date with the winners. And before they get into it, Abby is shown to be really sad. And I'm starting yeah. to be like, get kind of pissed off at Matt. I'm like, come on, buddy, <laughs> let's do. But whatever. Wonka comes in and deems the competition was worthless, which, you know, I don't like. But regardless, I knew this was coming. <laughs> good, I knew this was coming. Good for those women. They still needed much more time because of the cocktail parties and, and, and whatnot. So it's good. Yeah. But the competition guy in me hates it so much. He lost. No, I know. I and <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> no, I think because they've done this before on seasons prior where um, it's just too upsetting to the women and there's like an obvious energy like damn like we don't get time and yeah. I think time has been such a hot commodity. it that, is like, of course and of course with the cocktail party but it's so being... again like this is another moment where Chelsea's and all of them are like oh it's so nice only have four of yeah. us 25% chance of the rose <laughs> and then in walks the women and it's like fuck like yeah. they miss another chance but and do... this is where Chelsea starts to potentially yes, she looks crack flustered. an attack yeah she looks flustered she's not getting time they don't have a super strong connection I thought Michelle's connection I want to say first that looked really strong but they still have a good chance I Serena's was really sweet she like took a note out of her bosom and gave it to him which who knows Serena I, P, I'm, Serena P. Yeah. I'm so sad that they didn't really show that. They were just showing like how pissed Chelsea was. Getting. I did. I did write that down. That Serena P gave him the eyes, and she says she's falling for him too. And I wouldn't be able to resist. Yeah, that, she that's says for sure. she's falling for him. So that's yeah. another one. And yeah. then Michelle was. Did you notice how he was leaning back during their conversation? No. She was literally when they would put the camera on the on her. She was close okay. talker and he was leaning yeah, back like and it was just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, and like that's what i couldn't get I over okay interesting <laughs> so uh, as we said chelsea looks a bit flustered makes sense then she gets some time tells him it's been hard and he reassures her with some words and some kisses right and this is why i thought michelle and him are fine because she got the date rose she ended up getting no, the date no i think it's so then stronger. Why, would she, why would he back up no, I think she was just talking too close for yeah, any girl, human to but feel if a comfortable. Girl, I like a girl. I don't mind that at all. If Maybe I don't like her, I want to add me. Yeah, well, I, then I would throw me off too. Actually, no, that's not true. I had an ex who had bad breath and it didn't bother me because I liked her so much. I have a thing with smell, so <laughs> that's why I was then so fascinated. And then Abigail was having such a fit, not a fit, but she was having a process around not getting time. They don't even show her on the date. They showed her a little. I just had a note that she looked really good in the white dress. That's all. Yes, it was I just like, like passing. Dress. But you're right. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't show much. I think. Well, it, you could also say Michelle got the date rose. She was the best bowler. Totally. Know? So maybe that's she a was lot. In her element. That could have been a lot to do with it, as opposed to their connection. Yep. Maybe that's where yep. I'm getting messed up. But she doesn't seem to compare to me like to a Rachel or Serena P or those heavy hitters. No, but that's just no. Me. I think like I'm not the fucking bachelor. Uh, on their one on one, I would have been. You know, I still am going back to that feeling of like they really connected. Yeah. All right. This is where I had the note where old eyes stood together. Hannah or no, what was her name? Heather. <laughs> so she's well, Hannah Brown very, Center. Right. Some cringy quarantine footage, but uh, who knows? Well, we're still we still don't get the meeting yet. Then we see the famous Tyler C. I've heard a lot about this guy. This is the first time I'm really seeing What do you them. think? Well, here's what I thought. I wrote down, I really like their friendship. 
it racistly gives me Turk and JD vibes a lot. <laughs> Scrub shout out. Yeah, they're cute together. They are. He's all right. I mean, I'll, I'll take Matt physically, if I'm being honest. I, I think he's better looking than Tyler C., but that's just my type, maybe. Tyler... He's got the crazy cool dimples. They used, both have dimples. Yeah. No, he looked and appeared better to me on Hannah season. And this he's time, it was... Hard, yeah, he's <laughs> what other people call a clout chaser now that he has... He dated G- Gigi Hadid I do remember for a that. while. And like, I don't crazy. know, like he has a book out, like a memoir. And I don't know. Why not? His take... mom died recently, which huh. I always give props to people whose mom died. <laughs> yeah, because... Shout out because your mom died. <laughs> shout out. Your mom's dead. <laughs> Why does, doesn't that make you relate to people? Sure. It makes me relate doesn't to people. Doesn't make it not funny. <laughs> <laughs> but um, talks about slow burns. But I got to say, I don't know. The frat boy energy at 28 years old. Okay. I can't get behind. I can see that. I mean, that's kind of how dudes are with each other I at guess. times, Maybe though. I don't see it that much. They j- I just loved the friendship. Anymore. They seem really close. I don't hang out cool. with guys that much anymore. Yeah, you need to, you need to expand your circle. <laughs> I guess so. Um, all right, we'll move on. We'll get back to Tyler. Anyway. Katie shows up to the one-on-one. Great that she's, date for her. She's deserved the whole time. I was going to say that. They're at a spa, first of all, which I've never gotten a professional massage, and I've been oh. talking about this for years. It's on the like immediate bucket list, yeah. like first or second thing that I do once the world gets back to, I mean, massage therapists are open and ready for you. Yeah, maybe I can get an in-house it's call. It's a very and a clean little, place. A little happy ending. Ooh. Okay, so like, all right, so the beginning of the date is sort of like an impractical Joker's kind of punked mm-hmm, setup, mm-hmm. and this was entertaining to me. A really good choice, obviously, like no, you said, for Katie great. to be on this type of date. So they get to talk to the paid actor, and they get to fuck with Tyler, which I would love to do with my friends, and that's I would seem a lot of fun. I would, wor- I'd be worried for me in that position if I would do something goofy. I hate I don't want to be filmed and not know it I can't imagine me doing something anything that too odd but I would be like I wouldn't put up with what happened no that's why I was like does he know like does he have an inkling of some sort they would have to because of the sexual kind of stuff that goes on here it's like um, well it's inappropriate it's definitely extremely inappropriate you can't have a massage therapist rub somebody's nipples that's sexual assault I couldn't help but thinking if the roles were reversed people would be freaking the fuck out oh yeah I still think some people didn't like it I saw online some people were kind of freaking out about it which makes me think he probably was in on it but actually there's probably some good acting there because he was kind of he did look kind of confused either way Matt is dying which I love when, yeah. you, when you're pranking your friend and you just like it's oh, so, so funny. funny to watch yeah and i and think katie katie's did killing it awesome um improvising you, you gotta you gotta think katie and i would do would do to, yeah well together yeah right? no you guys would have a good like radio show probably together. be fun yeah more fun than anything a man can dream but uh then they come in for the big reveal and tyre's like uh wait i felt those hands on my back before <laughs> <laughs> finds out he's been hoodwinked the actor did a good job and tyler didn't freak out at least so it's good so we saw so good on him i guess so again we're not sure if it was completely scripted if he had any idea i have to imagine he had an idea but maybe not you know because matt seemed genuinely cra- no like, that's what i said like he was really looking it, to so. see if he could see but I, yeah. I just wonder if like yeah i don't know i don't know there's a chance they didn't, man. This I hope, is crazy like, I hope he really w- didn't get uncomfortable with like what was going on. I mean, he had to. Even when she's on the phone talking about how how it's Tyler, I thought that was the good part because that that's not amazing. that's not inappropriate or anything. Right. It's more just cringy. But yeah, the nipples was probably too well, much. Yeah. Do you remember the show Punked? Oh yeah, I. This is so weird because I. Who did I listen to? Justin Timberlake. Yeah. On Dax that Shepherd, was the craziest punk talked ever. about punked, and I was like, "Oh shit, I remember that. I want to go back I and watch it." You can't really show. find no, probably not. find it anywhere. I found like some Maybe with the behind the scenes clips after the fact. Yeah, 
Um, There's some really the good come ones. down where you're just like trying to conceptualize what yeah. just happened, and then I watched some old episodes of Elijah Wood mm-hmm. getting punked. Who else? Miley Cyrus got punked, and it's I get so nervous yeah. like watching I it. Very but it's much enjoyed and that I just, show. Hugh Jackman oh, thinks wow. he set a house Ooh, on fire. I wouldn't want to mess with. Oh, and Jackman he was just like, I was about to call my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to read my wife. Yeah, it was just so funny. All right, but yeah. I so I love punk. It was a really good show. So I tried to pay attention during this dinner because I like Katie a lot. Yeah, you really do. And I couldn't help but think they don't have quite the bond that the other one-in-ones have had with him so far. It's just, it's too one-sided on Katie's end. You can tell. But even she seems like a little bit like she's faking it even when she like jumps into his arms in the beginning of the dates. For to me, it just seemed like she's trying to stay on the show more than anything. I don't know if she really likes Matt as much as she maybe wants to be the next Bachelorette or something like that definitely possible that's what i think but anyway i wanted to bring this up very interesting combo with katie was the red flag discussion mm-hmm. this has probably happened to most people when you're with someone new and you really like them and you're getting these feelings but so you ignore some red flags right and i want to quote one of my favorite quotes from a really intelligent dark comedy bojack horseman where you look at someone through rose-colored glasses red flags just look like flags I love that quote because it's so true, right? When, like yeah. I just said, when you're meeting someone new and there's these different things that aren't really mm-hmm. aligning with you mm-hmm. and you're seeing this person through rose-colored glasses, it's like, ah, oh, who really cares? They're just little things that'll go away. And, the, and then the, the rose-colored glasses go away and you're like, oh, well, maybe I should have known. That's probably happened to everybody. Well, you can really tell like her, the role she's taken on in the house, like how she's like been the one to really tell Matt what's going on. And then this like past experiences of like, really letting relationships go on maybe a little bit farther right. than they she, should. I think she's she, very much like... She knows what she wants now. I think she's very much like a, a caretaker, like really tries to put out the fires and really tries to be that like beacon for people to change right. and be different That's what she was saying. without having the boundaries for herself that mm-hmm. like she actually gets to be seen and noticed. And Which she's an awesome woman. That's not her job. So, you yeah, know? so she's she realizes that now and that's a very mature yes. thing of her and yes. that's really cool and... You know, so the music I noticed yeah. started becoming a little ominous, and I'm like, uh oh. And Matt's not saying anything, <laughs> no. and they're showing his face isn't really like smiling, and she it's says, just what she's saying. She and, says, uh, yeah, she's here to the end if you want me to be. And then he reveals he will not be giving her the date rose. Do you think they tell him when you break up with somebody, you have to hold the rose? Yep. Thousand percent. No matter what. Because it makes, because you need the deceit. Remember, this is about yeah. the viewer. You know, it's not about, it's not about Matt. I'm even sitting slouched, I'm make, really defeated. <laughs> not trying to, but their connection wasn't right. This is the right move. Yeah. Katie's stress level is going to go back down probably. You know, she'll Meanwhile, be, like. She's set too, man. I, I'm no, she's you, fine. Back care. at the house, the girls are like, they really don't want to say there's no way she's coming back, but oh, they yeah. really don't believe she's coming back and they have her suitcase and everything like that. Yeah. Nope, Katie's gone. And Sad. really, again, what a. Oh, the show opened, if you remember, the very first scene was Vibrator Girl. Yeah, and really, it's I, a big in a way, goodbye. I feel like a proud father seeing her evolve from the, you know, the funny, hot girl to like this, you know, what I think this edit seems like she's a very strong candidate for The Bachelorette. I think she's a strong candidate. I don't think she's going to get it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I wrote her audition because your audition for The Bachelorette always happens in the car being sent home. Oh, and did you think it was bad? No, I thought it was great. She, oh, then you know, why don't you think that she will be? Um, I don't think they'll choose her. I don't know why. I think it's perfect. I can't see anyone else. Maybe from a prior season. I can't see anyone else. 
I they think... need like they want like an older like they've tried to do that with Claire, right? Someone who's ready, someone who's would be extremely entertaining. She would uh, do the, say the right things. Yeah, I I don't I'm not Mine's counting me, her out. A little I bit just... the same. Like um, I don't know too much about her anymore. I remember the first season I ever watched was Caitlyn's season, and she that Caitlyn, she's yeah. that genre yes, of woman. Yes, you're right. You're very right. Okay. Well, we'll I'm see. down. I'm we'll down. See. Either I'm just way, saying I'm not 100. I will sure. send in a tape if she does get chosen. <laughs> oh, but. that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they probably wouldn't let you on. Why is that? Because we have this podcast. Do you think that you would just start this podcast that 77 people drama? listen to? <laughs> yeah, if they listen to the podcast, they would they won't let me on. They wouldn't let me on. If but no, would. I think her audition was great. I think you know plays the blindsided card which can anybody really be blindsided or are we just like deluding you, ourselves I, I think you can be blindsided for sure um but yeah you know that, I don't think she that moment been. where you're like imagining your future because they don't have time so you have all this time to imagine and she's like shit that's not gonna happen you see her whole process crying and then here's her audition i know what i deserve and i deserve a man who knows what i have to offer i am who i am and i know there's someone out there that wants that that is such there a bachelorette is. thing to say yep. No, I can't. It's definitely I can see Abigail. I was just gonna say I need to see Abigail's I would exit, love that, and then obviously. I will let you know. All right. Yeah. Well, no, no. It's just a just a inkling. <laughs> All right. So then we go to Heather in what looks to me like a wedding gown. Uh, it was like this long white dress, and we enter the cocktail party. And then actually, I want to talk about this. I went, holy fuck! There's another new gorgeous girl. And I said, no, wait, that's Brie. Holy shit! Did you see what <laughs> she switched from like typical cute Brie no. with this fucking sex symbol? What it what white dress red lipstick like the split hair like around, you didn't say you didn't it didn't pop up for you huh? I was like holy moly, holy Romanoli. <laughs> Do you think I can woman. look it up? I mean, you probably have to go back and watch the episode, but Shoot. I'm surprised it didn't stand out to you. I was like, this is a whole new side of this woman, and then she had like a really sexy convo with Matt too, where he had like the lipstick all over him. You know? What oh about? yes, it was awesome. Yes. But. I will admit, I was a little bit distracted during okay. last night's well, episode. Well, it can happen. Life gets in the way. I think I'm just, I was annoyed that there's another new person coming and in Katie, and I just didn't even want to deal with it. Yeah, so she shows up and she struggled to get the door open, which is certainly some sort of symbolic euphemism <laughs> probably. is struggling this to push woman. it through. And um, oh. as Matt is explaining yet again how he orders dessert before dinner because... <laughs> Oh my god, he's so quirky. I was dying laughing like, hey, guess what? I he just tells everyone to that. And What's it's a like fun a... fact about you? He says that at every right. Ice it's breaker. like because he's so quirky. I but ordered dessert before dinner. It's it's funny. I guess, but we all have, we all have those things, I think. But Heather interrupts Piper, and she is obviously not pleased. And Matt is like stunned, oh. but then he looked really happy. Yeah, no, he, he was excited. Extremely happy. So they must have. She says, "Nice to meet you." Is she joking? No bullshit. I think they've talked. I think it was a joke more than bullshit. Hannah Brown and him are like best like really close like right. really 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 close and that's her best friend from the show there's no way they haven't facetimed all together I wonder or if they hooked up even. talked a little bit yeah, at least it's very possible where like yeah i don't remember her too much standing out from colton's that was Colton's season right yeah I watched and then she that. was on paradise she her big thing was like she never kissed anyone right yeah that, that's pretty yes. wild and then she's now she's kissing everyone and now she wants to get married yeah which is how it Matt goes in the world. When there's only like five weeks left. Yeah. And we're, we're left off on that cliffhanger. And unsurprisingly, the scenes from next week look like the women do not take kindly to Heather. No, but it's going to be another mean girl sitch. I hope not. I will see. I don't mm. think they've learned much. We'll save no, it all for next so. week. I'm really, I'm honestly over the bringing the new people in. I really want to focus be the last on one. who's here. Unless like a Sarah I think, trots I back. think they're going to center. Very good, Kyle. <laughs> very, very good. 
And I don't think Sarah's going to come Oh, back. actually, so I want to also say we've been calling her Annie yeah. from Shit's <laughs> Creek, and she's Alexis. And I started following her on Instagram yesterday. Her real name is Annie, the actress. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, I was talking about I follow Sarah on Instagram. Oh. And today, she had somebody dress her up as Alexis. Oh. And was like, you have to go look it up. It's, she actually plays into it. And it's really funny. She, she looks it. just fun like her. She looks just like her as they dress up. Uh, like her but oh, that's neither here nor there so look. jamie would you like to give your three roses from matt first from and matt. foremost yes. yes i'm gonna still stick with rachel number one i'm gonna go brie number two still and i think three is gonna be piper okay the only one we had mm, exactly michelle. was three was piper i have piper three okay number two i have michelle Right. I just think for yep. she gets the rose, and yeah, actually, I still don't think for me Michelle is like not close to the other heavy hitters. But for whatever reason, for he Matt, seems to yeah. really like her. Yeah. And then I actually kicked Rachel off. I have Brie as number one. I just think they're perfect for each. Other. I can't see. I I just don't think anyone else even comes close as far as just the. They're so like they just natural have a lot connection, of natural connection. Chemistry. They're kind of similar looking. I don't know if that has yeah, anything so no, to do with it's, it. It's definitely Some noted tribal that you're attracted stuff. to similar looking people. Yeah, so I have Brie 1, Michelle 2, Piper 3. Okay. So for your best friends, now that this is everything's been thrown upside I down. I just want to hang out with Serena P all the time. So number she one? She seems or? fun and funny, yes. Okay, that's a great choice. So she's number one. I'm going to say Rachel number two. And number three is going to go to... I think Which Michelle one? and I would get along because she's... What about Abigail? What? <gasps> Too boring? No, yeah. I think she's secretly a little bit catty. No way. I don't know, You Kyle. don't say on this fucking podcast <laughs> is what you're not going to do. No, why are you saying that? Because there's something that happened that I want to... I don't I, know I, anything. Okay, so Vicky... <laughs> oh, do this. you know that? Vicky, in one of the prior episodes, says something terrible. As everything that comes out of her garbage mouth is terrible, and Abigail laughed, and people picked up on it. Then somebody came out that I, re- I saw read a, a deaf person came out and said, "Deaf people are so good at faking it, mm. that kind of thing." So. I'm so upset that you just called her even the little bit of caddy. Not even, not even a fucking ounce, Jamie. You will take that back. You will look closer, and I I... will admit if I'm wrong if I find it. But I will look closely. I don't think there's she's anywhere near that. Great. I would love to meet her and see. Michelle could be cool too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. One more segment. Email the quails when we get back after this first advertisement of love. Advertisement. On the brain. All right. Do not go away. Looking for a new book that will make you laugh? The Book of Joe follows the journey of a coffee cup who experiences a series of hapless relationships with other beverages. Following these tragic yet albeit hilarious breakups, Joe spirals into a self-destructive state as he struggles to move on. Until he befriends a monkey named Oscar, that is. A coffee cup with a big heart. A world with harsh realities. A monkey with the key to life. The Book of Joe is a story of overcoming heartache and adversity told through raucous humor, endearing characters, and bold black and white illustration from creative mind Daniel Mestia. Get your copy on Amazon today and follow his Instagram page at Dan underscore Mestia. That's at Dan underscore M-I-S-D-E-A. What follows for Joe and Oscar reminds us to appreciate the little things. Most notably, friendship. Get your copy today. You've got mail. Email the quails. <laughs> All right, welcome back. Jennifer from Jersey writes in and says, Jenny. 
Hey, love on the brain, my husband has a really hard time admitting when he's wrong. Even when he's presented with evidence, for some reason with me, he just can't admit it. It's so frustrating because I see him with his friends and have seen him admit it to them. Mm. What can I do outside of talking to him, to because he clearly doesn't listen to me, to get him to see that he's not admitting any fault to me? Love the show. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Tough one, Jennifer. So obviously our whole thing is every single answer to email that quails has been go to therapy. And, and but communicate. A, a lot of time, yeah, and if that's not the option here, what can we even say to Jennifer to try to get him to... to is her husband to open up and because that is something a lot of times you'll get when you spend a lot of time with that one person there's a lot of power dynamic right guys and and women and men Mm -hmm. goes back and forth whereas with your with your friends once in a while there's a different kind of power dynamic so it's a little bit easier to be like oh yeah I, i messed up but when you're you know, there's it's it sounds like ego, right? It sounds like the ego is doing what it's something. Oh, there's so many things that could be at play. It could be that, you know, I <laughs> therapist Jamie would be curious to know his relationship with his mother. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of what it comes down. It's very Freudian, Freudian. Like, or any kind of like feminine figures in his life, mm. or how his dad reacted to his mom for certain things that because. Right. There's, I mean, I don't know if Max feels comfortable with me sharing, but this feels really similar. He's a real guy. Um, but we had this conversation. I, I really, I, I pointed out, it seems like you don't want to take any advice from me, but it's really easy for you to take it from maybe other people. And he admitted, like, he had a really close relationship with a lot of women in his life growing up, and you know, had been at times been called a mama's boy and was in a phase in his life where he wanted more support from men. Okay. And so he didn't want to hear it from me. And so I said, that's great to know. Yeah, it's really because now you I start won't to work on it. Right now, I don't feel so like I need to that. offer anything. Yeah. Um, but for Jennifer, I think it is just that's what I'm kind of suggesting is it's not always about you. Yeah. And it this most likely is not about you. It sounds like there's maybe I mean, maybe there's a way in which the information is being delivered that triggers this response. Mm, that's great to point out. your boyfriend, is it boyfriend? Husband. Husband. That maybe there's another way it can be communicated that's a little bit more tolerable. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I always say too, like humor can really help when you call out patterns. Talking because, to the right guy for Yes, that. because this is something I do in the playroom. Oh, I had an incredible moment of this yesterday in a session where you know after once in a while you you know the same thing's gonna happen over and over again like jennifer you know he's gonna basically not bow down and he's gonna tell you you're wrong and say he's always right you know it's gonna happen and so you call it out before it happens and it creates this i see you and i see what's happening Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna get to it before you can so that it can't happen again kind of thing and you know it's like i have a feeling I'm going to say my opinion on something. You're going to tell me I'm wrong. I'm going to want to be right. You're going to want to be right. And then we're going to get mad at each other and we're both going to be upset. Yeah. We have I to wonder figure this if we out. could do this differently. Yeah. I think that's what you it like, is. Make it kind of like funny and like, I have a feeling like I've been here before, you know, yeah. like. I know you asked Jennifer, what can you do outside of talking to him? But I just have to tell oh. you that you have to talk to him. No, that's, I, I don't think you really have a choice. Like you have to maybe not well, when you're in an argument, maybe bring it up when you're having a good time and be yes. like, Hey, there's just something Kyle, that I've noticed. Good. There's something that I've noticed that's been happening between us where, 
you know, I have, I really care about you and I want, uh, I, I know really smart about these certain kind of things that I can help you with. And when you just won't, you won't take any advice from me and dismiss me so easily, it, it ends up hurting my feelings, yes. you know, something like that. You always get to own, like you can't make anybody change. You don't have that power because you don't want to give anyone else the power to make you change. Mm. So what you can control and what you do have power over is your emotional response. And it's very hard for other people to argue with your emotions and with your feelings. You know, I mean, it's some people can do it like you're not upset about this or don't be upset or whatever. But if you own how it feels for you when he dismisses you, there's really no other argument. And, you know, if this is something that continues to happen again, it's like, can I deal with this? Is this like what's a different way I can relate to this where it doesn't bother me as much? Yeah. When, if I know I'm right, that's all that matters. Yeah, again, I don't think I could be with someone in my life right now that couldn't admit when they were there. wrong. I'm, it's so important to me yeah. that the ego is released in a relationship when you're both becoming one. You have to make certain decisions as a couple, Yeah, right? You can't, it's, it becomes this third party. You have you, you have him, and then you have this third party that needs to be able to agree and be able to help each other. And that's yes. that's a value of mine. That this probably doesn't necessarily have to be in a relationship, but I think for any working relationship, you have to both yeah. be able to hear each other and see each other. And if it bothers you, like you get to continue to bring it up and continue to talk about it. And again, like we've said, <laughs> I guess we didn't air that episode last week, or we've probably said in every episode, what? if you, if this is the thing that is bothering you and that person decides to not change, we need to come up with a name then for you this. have to deal with that and make your own decision on whether you can live with that or if you need to say goodbye. If everyone got into a relationship with that, what do we call it? The boundary ping pong. It's like, it's gotta be like you set a boundary and you present it. They set their boundary, goes back to the other person, then they make the decision whether that's a deal breaker Relationships or not. are a constant reassessing of what your needs are and whether or not your partner can meet them or you can meet them for yourself. Yeah. I always say delegate. Like delegate. Yeah, you need a Delegate like that, you know, the person you go to to feel like they'll listen to you and admit when they're wrong is like your friends. Are you familiar at all with couples therapy? Um, I don't know anything about it. I've never, obviously, never been through it, so I'm, I'm not curi- sure. I am interested in doing it. Yeah, I, I can only imagine be incredible. But what I want really is like a smart person who says who's right, and that's not what therapy is at all, right? Two people present their case, and then the, and then she's like, "Well, maybe this person is making a better case," but that's not what therapy is, right? It depends on Who the approach of your Interesting. therapist. Interesting, because I, I can easily, if I was in that situation with my significant other and I was bouncing it off the therapist and she was like, Kyle, you're not thinking about this in this way. I'd have such a good, better time mm. than her. It'd be like, okay, maybe you're right because it's this third party unbiased probably. Which is what I, what I was going to say again is like, again, this can't always be everybody's option. And if your husband isn't open to hearing you, I don't know if he'd be open to couples therapy, but sometimes it can feel like a big burden to tackle the reasons behind this fight and argument you're having so deep because you're involved. It's impossible to be um, sub- objective mm-hmm. and it could be really helpful for this to be for somebody objective to kind of come in and see what's going on. Yeah. But and I could see that being traumatizing too, whether it was from your husband 
uh, a former lover who was not, you know, up to your standards. Maybe she did something or the, like you said, the mother wound could be yes. very strongly that yes. possibility that that's probable. So as with therapy, it comes with uh, unearthing traumas at it times. Which is really hard. hard. Yeah. Mm. And in my experience, if you want to have these fulfilling, loving relationships, it's almost necessary. I know so many couples. I almost jokingly got this couples at a wedding I went to uh, a couples therapy for their present. Oh my God, I'm going <laughs> to do that. But it would be the I'm- Kyle, I'm going to do that. (laughs) Why would I not do that? Because that's so insulting. And you can't sign somebody else up for therapy. That's really not ethical. You don't sign. You just say, hey, if I'm willing to pay for these three sessions. (laughs) I think that's, isn't that great? I think that's a great wedding present. What's something better you can get them? A fucking toaster? No, (laughs) that's the best thing that you can get someone. Kyle, I... Yeah, okay. I'm going <laughs> to honestly consider that for my friend, close friends who get married, I think would find it funny for me and actually maybe take me up on it. Yeah, true. Well, okay. So want to say goodbye to Maggie. Barely, yeah, barely got to know yeah, her. Barely she, got you know, to know she her. She feels good. She's ready. She knows her man's out yeah, there. Yeah, she'll be fine. She really looks like, she could be like an actress or something the way she looks. She's I guess gorgeous. she's speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But whatever but she's, she's got doctor shit to do. I'm sure she's got more important things to do than worry about this robot. Yeah, Brittany's got to go home to the mess that is the rumor. Yeah, that was her whole so sad. appearance. Yeah. That sucks because really she's sad. beautiful. I mean, I'm sure, again, she'll have all these followers and be able to do something else, hopefully. And Katie, another big goodbye. A lot yeah. of big goodbyes here, Katie. We're I still, close. I think we'll see her again, whether that be Paradise oh, or Par- Bachelorette. It, she'll be on something. She's just too, yeah, she's got, she's too like, and she looks like just that. I think, the, like I've been yeah, saying, she about, looks like Becca, looks like Katie. Yeah, yeah it's they like they like not average looking because these all all these people are gorgeous, but like approachable. Approachable is a good word. Even Matt, he's not like jump off the page attractive, but he's really hot. And he's just kind of like fits this mold, like Ben Higgins. Like they all fit like a mold or something. She just seems to me like she fits the mold. Maybe the vi- uh, vibrator might be the most personality we've seen out of a Bachelorette, and this is why I think. The world wants this. I no, want she's, this. No, she got a lot of screen time. So yeah. I think, It yeah. just seems to me the first scene of the yep. show was her. We'll cool. see. We will see. Thanks for joining us for episode five of our show, episode six of The Bachelor. We are not done. We are maybe one past the halfway point. I think I they're, think, yeah, a little bit so. past halfway. I think halfway. it ends in early March, I read, or something like that. Yep. Thanks for continuing to stick with us. Please continue to email us at lovonthebrainwiththequails at gmail.com. Or, you know, just say what's up or whatever. Just yeah. let, let you know if you're enjoying the show. I'm really happy with the amount of listeners that we've had so far. Yeah, and thanks I, for tuning in I really if you hope are. you enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, check out my website, qualiapodcastingnetwork.com, for other podcasts. And that's all I got to say. Anything for you, Jamie? Good night and good luck.